Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, March 4th, 2022. And today we're reading from the big book, and we're on page XVII in the forward to the second edition, the third paragraph. It was now time through a new phase of its pioneering time. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Tens and P, for the 12 traditions, Nosa J, and reading the text are Anne-Marie M. and Janice P.M. The newcomer greeter is Marge O., and the host of the second hour is Matt J.F. The reference numbers for Thursday, March 3rd, 2022, 7 7 a.m. meeting is 18,629. That's 18629. And for the 10 a.m. is 18,630. That's 18630. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P to read the 12 steps. Good morning, uh, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from New York City. And here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. I will now ask Nosa Jay to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. It's Nosa Jay from Houston, Texas, compulsive overeater, and here are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Um, seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for your service. You have a wonderful day. Thank you, Nosa. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page XVII in the forward to the second edition, the third paragraph. It was now time the struggling groups thought, ending with a new phase of its pioneering time and we'll be commenting on that one paragraph only. I will ask Anne-Marie M. to begin reading. Good morning, Katie. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina, and through God's grace, I am a recovered compulsive overeater. It was now time the struggling groups thought 
to place this message in a and unique experience before the world. This determination bore fruit in the spring of 1939 by the publication of this volume. The membership had then reached about 100 men and women. The fledging society, which had been nameless, now began to call, now to be called Alcoholics Anonymous from the title of its own book. The flying blind period ended and AA entered a new phase of its pioneering time. I just very much enjoy, again, Amory, um, Compulsive Overeater, and uh, Recovered Through God's Grace in South Carolina. Um, the amount of work that these men and women brought forth to um, spread this word, and I, I really believe they did it in desperation to help themselves, and especially um, Bill and Bob, I, I, you know, when I read and when I listen to the historians from our um, our membership and, uh, you know, our members of the um, Vision for You group, the historians, they, I'm just so appreciative because it helps me bring this book alive. And um, it says here that the fledging society so um, young and unexperienced, such so humble that they were, and I just uh, appreciate the work that they put into this book. And they had a flying blind period, um, and I, I know from what I've read and what I've heard is that there were many mistakes made in Alcoholics Anonymous at the beginning. And lots of tr turmoil and lots of lots of trouble. That a lot of behind the scenes things that are not seen in the, this miraculous book, Alcoholics Anonymous. And so, I just appreciate the work that was put in to help me, to help so many people be free from the obsession of drug, alcohol, food sex addiction, all different kinds of addictions. And for me, my, the most difficult obsession has been the um, compulsive eating. And so I'm just so very grateful. I think that's about all I have to say on this paragraph. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie M. Okay, so we're on page XVII. In the forward to the second edition, the third paragraph. So, who would like to share on that? Press star one. And, and although we value your experience, we ask that you uh, limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. Janice PM. Betty G. Janice P. Janice PM. Teresa. I heard Sarah someone L. before. Sarah L. Larry. Larry Kay. Betsy G. I'm sorry, what was that G? Betsy. Betsy G. Yes. Okay, and um, I think I may have missed someone. I have Janice PM, Teresa P, Dara L, Larry Kay, and Betsy G. Was there anyone else who said their name that I missed? Or anyone else like to get in on this first lineup? 
Okay, let's go with that. So Janice PM, you're up, followed by Teresa P. Well, thank you, Katie F. Uh, can you hear me? I can't mute. No, unmute. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Thanks a lot, Katie. Um, yeah, my name is Janice PM, and I'm from Massachusetts, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Yeah, I'm not a historian either, but this is miraculous how this book came about. So behind all this has to be a power greater than the human power for them to think. Of course, they're recovered now, but that there's a higher power that came into their brain, you know, to say, too, you know what, you know, people. Uh, that are really, you know, that are really, you know, sober in the sobriety. Um, and then the word is getting here, you know how it is, when one word gets to another word, and it's by the time it gets to the 40th person or whatever number, it, it, it's boiled down to not the true message. However, they thought, because they could see the struggle, yet they could see that the light was in this program that they that they embarked on. So now it's time, they thought, to the grace of God, that this struggling group placed their message, imagine, in the book. In a book. How unselfish of them to do so. Because if that wasn't done, I would have never got recovered because this is what we recovered, is the, the problem that's stated in the book the solution that's stated in this book and the program of action that's stated in this book. So they, you know, plus their experience. So that was their message. They wrote it in a book. And by 1939, due to the publication of the volume of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, it bore fruit because now the light there was a light. Nothing grows in the dark. So the light, the spring of 1939, was um, published, and the membership had reached from 40 to 100. So now um, they, they're getting together, and they want to try to name the Alcoholics Anonymous book. And it's interesting, because I did some research at one time. And they tried to say, well, let's build some hospitals, and we can teach them that way. Or maybe we can train people to, to go to missionaries around the world. However, when they, they, they started the book, there was some, some you know, it was a new, new group um, struggling uh, to name the book. And there was, it, it's quite interesting. First, they came, they came out with, uh, let's name it The Way Out. And then, but they couldn't do that because another book was named that. Then they came to, let's name it Comes the Dawn. And then they said, let's, let's name it 100 Men and Women. First it was men. Now it was men and women. Then they came to the Bill W. Movement. Well, then they Time came to Anonymous. Okay, Anonymous or Alcoholic. But then the book title was Alcoholic Anonymous. And from there, the fellowship was named after the book. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Janice P.M. And Teresa P., you're up, followed by Dara L. Hi, I'm Teresa P., um, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from California. And uh, well, this is great. Uh, 
place this uh, message, you know, before the world and how to do that. And, you know, today I, I get to do, I'd be one little part of that and get to do it one more time. And um, what I, what I have seen, and I've always had a special um, uh, place in my heart for the big book. And, and I, I love all the, the, the OA literature because it, it's, you know, I looked at it, there's me, there is me. And I also see, I especially see me in the, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous because, you know, it explains personally, you know, all these things. You know, Bill is just talking about these things. It's just, it's, I'm there. And I always just, you know, put in, uh, you know, compulsive overeater and, and food. And I've heard other people in meetings talk about it. And I identified so deeply with it. Uh, and, and I still do. And, you know, and I have actually had uh, the opportunity to um, do a big book study, um, you know, I studied just going through and studying these individual paragraphs, which has been so profound. But, you know, but it's hard work. Um, It's just like what I get to do is just keep suiting up and showing up and doing the best I can. And then, you know, I don't get to um, determine the results. I just get to do the next indicated thing, and and you know, and it's and it's just keep it simple and just suit up and show up, you know, and you know, read the big book and share my experience, strength, and hope, you know, with any others who want to come and share, and you know, and 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 be there, and you know, and God is in charge of the results, and I just need to remember that, you know. You know, I don't, they, they didn't get here with a big book, isn't it? It didn't go zoom, there it is, poof, and it all happened. You know, they had to do a lot of work and have a lot of problems and, and suffer a lot. I, and I always hate suffering. And, you know, and, and I just get to do the same thing. It's just, just walk through it and see what God decides, you know. You know, years from now, what or how it affects people. I'm not in charge of results. All I get to do is, you know, work my you know, recovery program for today, you know. It's all about trust God, clean house, and help others. And to me, for me, the, the big book is the instruction manual of my life. It works. doesn't mean life's comfortable, but this works in rough going. So with that, you know, just keep in the big book and keep practicing it. Thank you for letting me share my path. Thank you, Teresa. Dara L., you're up, followed by Larry Kay. Great. Thanks so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Um, I love this paragraph. You know, it got me thinking about how um, my first experience with the 12 steps, I was 13th stepped in AA. And I remember, you know, the the guy that I was um, with at that time said to me, you know, he was like a big book thumper. Um, and I had heard that saying, meeting makers make it. And he said, you know, do you know what that saying means? And I was like, uh, no, like, I mean, I think it means people who go to a lot of meetings make it. And he said, no, no, no. It means that the people that make the meetings make it. Those are the people that never have to go back um, to whatever their particular substance or addiction is. And I, that has 
stood out to me um, profoundly, you know, this idea that it's actually not the people who come to these rooms and sort of take, take, take. Um, although, you know, I did that and still continue to do that. Um, but it's the people who come and are willing to be pioneers. And I've got this little like 1930 something dictionary of AA terms. And I looked up the word pioneer and it says one who ventures into unknown or unclaimed territory or opens up new areas of thought, research, or development um, to open up an area or prepare a way. And I think, you know, one of the things that really I have found to be very profound is when I can use my unique experience and I can use the message of what God has done in my life um, to kind of forge a path and then to, and then to invite others to, to come that way again and also continue to explore just new life territory. Because as an addict, you know, for me to get stagnant, um, I, I spiral. I become very, very self-destructive. And so one of the things that I think um, really, to me, explains some of the high success rate of early AA uh, versus the, you know, the low success rate now of recovery is this, you know, the stagnation that they were spiritual seekers and they continued to pave the way and, and, and in doing so created a path for people like me, you know, to, to recover um, and to have a profound experience of God in my life and a profound experience of carrying the message to others one day at a time. Um, and I love, you know, how they didn't really know what they were doing. You know, they, they had this flying blind period. Um, and I would argue that even in the new phase of pioneering, it was also flying blind. Like, I don't know ever what's ahead. And I think that's by design because as an addict, you know, it, having expectations is the surest way for me to develop resentments. And so what I love is that they were embarking on new territory. And today I believe that I get to do the same. And a lot of that um, comes from my willingness to do service and to sort of create new opportunities for others. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Dara. Okay, Larry Kay, you're up, followed by Betsy G. Hey, Katie. Good morning. I'm, I'm Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Thanks for your service, Katie. So we're reading here, and it tells me, you know, we're, how fortunate are we that this book was published in 1939? But I, I, um, I, I don't know too many people that uh, I know some, and they're on the line on this line that use this book like a textbook, like an instruction manual. I do, I do know some people, but I, but I'm involved in other fellowships as well, and um, I don't know too many people that really use it in that way you know, that study it and, and apply the instructions for how to work the steps. I don't know too many people that do that. So I, I do know a lot of people that are sober, uh, and it's, uh, they're, they're sober, but they are, uh, they're miserable. I know a lot of miserable people that are sober. I don't know if you're on the line and you're miserable but sober, or you just keep relapsing. I get texts every day. I, I remember what that was like, too, because um, that can happen to us. You know, this book, Do Dr. Silkworth supplied us with the tools with which to puncture the toughest alcoholic, the toughest compulsive overeating ego. We need to understand that he taught us how to till, he, his words, how to till the black soil 
Bill's words, really, to till the black soil of hopelessness out of which every single spiritual awakening in our fellowship has flowered. That's what he said. And, he, and, and, and here's the hope with this book, that because um, Dr. Silkworth reminded Bill that William James, the guy that wrote Varieties of Religious Experience, he studied all that, he made an observation, and he said that truly transforming spiritual experiences are nearly always founded on calamity and collapse. So if you're doing really good, <laughs> you know, um, you, you might have some, some, some problems, but if you're really, really hitting a, a bottom, a low, an emotional, a physical low, you're right where God needs you to be because that's where these come out of. They come out of the, the, the muck, right? They come out of the muck. And if you apply these steps, if you apply these steps and you work these steps and you trust in the process, you can have a transformation. You can have a transformation and you can stay stopped. You can stay stopped. It's truly miraculous. And I'm so grateful that this book was published. I'm so grateful that I have voices that have told me to use this like a textbook. Use this like a textbook. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry. Okay, Betty, Betsy G, you're up. And then we'll open it up for more sharers. And we are on page XVII in the forward to the second edition, the third paragraph. It was now time the struggling group. So um, we'll be commenting on that one paragraph. So you can get ready to press star one after Betsy G. Hi, good morning, everybody. Can you hear me, Katie? Yes. Excellent. Um, so my name is Betsy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Maryland. Through God's grace and mercy, I am recovered. Um, I want to apologize. I was supposed to be the big book reader this morning, and um, I had like a brain fart. I could not remember the access code, um, like a freeze. I could not remember the access code to get in the, the conference code. And I'm pressing all these buttons over and over and over, and I couldn't get in, and I was panicking. And Anyway, I apologize. <laughs> um, what I hear in this reading, what I read, you know, what I see is um, – you know, ready or not, here I come. They, you know, I'm, you know, they, that a certain amount of flying blind is, you know, is going to be necessary because we have, you know, I was taught and I needed to, I had to take action and I didn't always know what I was doing as evidenced by, by this morning. Um, and it's a little uncomfortable that we, you know, in order for me to grow, in order for me to continue to recover and um, escape uh, from the the prison of of um, uh, you know food addiction and compulsion, I had I have to uh, continue to take actions that aren't always comfortable. So um, I am so very grateful that these pioneers did struggle through, keep showing up, keep trying to get this together, and that this apparatus of Overeaters Anonymous was you know, in place for me a year ago when I was ready to actually hear a message and take direction. And um, I'm especially grateful for everybody on this line. I'm especially grateful for this particular meeting. And all. it's a very attractive message that I hear here. 
and um, I'm very grateful for that. So with that, I'll pass. I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Betsy, and I'm sorry you had that um, technical difficulty this morning. I certainly can relate to that kind of uh, debacle. So um, although we value your experience, um, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. So who else would like to share on this third paragraph on page XVII in the forward to the second edition? Deborah V. from New Jersey. Deborah V. Susan S.H. Susan S.H. Chris M. Chris M. Colleen M. Colleen M. Okay. We have time Judith for several more. Judith S.P. Sam S. Sam S. Okay, well, that's probably just about right. So let's go with Deborah V., Susan S.H., Chris M., Colleen M., Judith S.P., and Sam S. Go ahead, please, Deborah V. Hi, good morning. This is Deborah V., Compulsive Overeater from New Jersey. Thank you for everyone for doing service and being here this morning. What resonated for me about this paragraph was, you know, the tradition of what our primary purpose is which is to carry the message um, to other alcoholics. And what struck me so profoundly was that there were 110 members at the time. And I just think of the membership of Vision right now and how many thousands of people have been produced by those 110 pioneers and the power that that message that they put before the world and how it grew and grew and grew. And it makes me understand, again, that this program works for me and works for others. And that if I continue to carry that message, that I have a promise of permanent recovery. And that keeps me here, like, with, you know, such urgency. And, you know, I think that, you know, as... As in any beginning, and I look at my own experience in the beginning of this program and how I, you know, stumbled and was not necessarily a first-time winner and, you know, relapsed over and over again and, you know, didn't want to, you know, another fellow said that, you know, the message is so simple that we don't understand it. And for me, that was so true. But... What I always take away from these readings and hearing all of my fellows is that this program works and it was set down in such a way and has been lasting for so many years and has obviously expanded to the world just as if, just like those words were written um, in the 30s, that they were ready to present this to the world. And um, again, that the solution is here for me. And it's here for you. And, you know, it just reminds me that even when I'm fledging in my own life, I just have to keep coming back because it works. It really does. With that, I pass. 
Thank you so much, Deborah V. Susan S.H., you're up, followed by Chris M. Good morning. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio, and I'm a real compulsive eater, recovered, and very, very grateful. Um, I prayed for a little clarity on this, but what really spoke to me was the flying blind period. And when I was, not that I'm not occasionally now, but when I came to find a sponsor because I was desperate and broken, and I did what she and what the book told me, I was flying blind. I didn't understand why these things would work, and I don't. I still don't always understand why they work, but what what's not blind about it anymore is the fact that my experience shows me again and again that I have a higher power that I couldn't acknowledge early who loves me and will help me. <laughs> Every time that I feel blind, helpless, unable, I can turn to that higher power. And, and yeah, I, I don't have power. That's my dilemma. But returning again and again to a higher power, I'm not flying blind, blind anymore. I, I know, I know that it works when I work it. And I'm so very grateful that this this paragraph can apply to me today here. It is it's a factual paragraph about history, but it's a paragraph that I can still use and look at my experience and see how I align with it. I'm so glad to be able to um, identify in. I so belong here, and I'm grateful to be here, and I pass. Thank you, Susan S.H. Chris M., you're up, followed by Colleen M. Thank you so much for your service. This is Chris M. from Ontario, Canada, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. What um, stood out for me today was it was now time, the struggling group's thought, to place their message and unique experience before the world. And I feel like today that is my higher power speaking to me about, um, you know, moving Moving forward with um, making room for some uh, a new sponsee, um, I've been I've been talking to her about that, and I feel like that message has come through. And then also the last sentence, um, like so many other people, the flying blind period ended, and uh, AA entered a new phase of its pioneering time. So that is just speaking to me too, and reminding me that my flying blind period has ended. And I, too, just like the um, beginning group, have entered a new phase. And, you know, like the phase isn't perfection. It's not spiritual perfection. I don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. My goodness. Just keep working the program, working the steps, following the directions in the book. And um, the guy, you know, following directions from my higher power, listening to... um, my sponsor and just every day being honest. 
So working through some stuff right now with my higher power, trying to figure out some things. And this is just a reminder to me to stop, pause, listen, because she talks to me. The answers are there, but I have to be willing to to listen. And with that, I pass. Thank you all for being here today. Thank you, Chris M. Colleen M., you're up, followed by Judith S.P. Hey, thank you. This is Colleen M. from Maryland, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and uh, grateful today to be here. Thanks for everybody's service. So I'm not going to say anything profoundly different than anyone else has said. The flying blind period ended, and AA entered a new phase of its pioneer time. So I, I too, feel like my flying blind period has ended. Um, and I'm entering a new phase of my recovery. And I continue to surrender to my higher power and trust my higher power and, it's, and his or her leading for me, which is very difficult. Um, but the more that I do this work and I um, go through this book over and over, the more it sinks in. And I guess I'm a really slow learner. I, you know, I have a lot of self-knowledge, but I have to live it. And um, I definitely grow when I'm uncomfortable and um, desperate. And I've had many of those periods of times over the last several years that the food has been down. Um, and more opportunities to grow that my higher power shows me. So um, I, I have surrendered to the idea that I need to work this program harder than I did the day before, and I have to continue to show up, suit up, trust God, and help others, as it's already been said. And very grateful to have found this meeting and this group of recovered people to help me along my way. So with that, I'll pass. Have a great day. Thank you, Colleen M. Judith S.P., you're up, followed by Sam S. Hi, my name is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Um, Thank you for your service, Katie, and everybody else, and I thank all the pioneers and my higher power for bringing me to this moment here with you all. Um, Much has been said uh, in terms of the history and the gifts that this program has given us through the dedication of our forefathers and mothers. Um, I continue to be um, amazed and comforted with the sense of we, and they were a struggling group. It wasn't struggling individuals kind of drowning and trying to swim swim to shore. They hung together, you know, uh, around this need because they knew that the problems and the devastation to the alcoholic was so severe. And I know from my own experience as well as those that I've had the great opportunity to share with, that this disease is so horrendous, and I could not do this by myself. As I've said many times, and I've heard others, if I could have, I would have, and I wouldn't be here on this line. But the words that popped out at me, um, struggling, yes, I've been struggling, 
and I have the determination, as they had the determination, to persevere through the struggles and come to the point of coming into the light with the publication of this volume. It was a hundred men and women. They were together. They, as I said, were not alone. It was a fledgling society. I feel like a fledgling. You know, I'm just starting out, and the the blindness is starting to clear. The vision is becoming clearer. And this comes to be because I keep working the program. Many times I have an experience and they say, I don't know why this is happening, but more will be revealed. And now that we're coming to the beginning of the book, knowing what occurs in the 164 pages, more was revealed. But they knew at the beginning this was something they had to bring and wanted to bring with God's love and support into the lives of those in the world through many addictions, not just alcoholism, that were going to be helped by the instructions in this book. And it just is, it, it, the term is kind of old, old 60s, but it's mind-blowing and heart-blowing that this has given us the opportunity, and me specifically, to have a truly new way of living because of these first hundred men and women and the creation Fine, of please. a magnificent book. And with this, I will pass. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Judith S.P., and now we'll have Sam S., and then we will have time for three or four more. Hey, good morning, Katie. Thank you for leading. Hi, everybody. My name is Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Bristol, Rhode Island. You know, I was reading the, just the first sentence uh, or the in thinking, what is their message? What is their message? Anybody hopping in might be thinking, what is their message? And the message here is that we are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And the message is how, how, precisely how, and I love that. I spent a lot of time, most of my time in this fellowship, um, doing something called armchair quarterback, where I would analyze and speculate and tell everybody how to do things. But um, when I came to learn after really admitting that I didn't have any, any um recovery because I wasn't abstinent. I kept playing around with my food ingredients and behaviors. Uh, what I've come to learn is that reading the book and experiencing the book, which is what the first hundred did was they wrote down their experience are two different things. It's, I didn't know until I had the experience of putting all of the food ingredients and behaviors down and then working the steps, what it was really like. And it's, it's totally different. Um, it is completely different. And I, wa- I wasn't changed until I was desperate enough to, to, to want the change, need the change, hear the change. And I just love that, you know, it says here the struggling groups. It's, I'm, not, um, I'm not above struggling in life, but because of the pioneers that carried this message and that have written down and documented their experience, of how they work the steps. I don't have to. I don't have to live in the struggle. I don't have to live in the despair. I can. Um, I can work the steps um, every day. 
um, to try to connect back to God. There's such a, an emphasis here on the necessity of belief of dependence of God, not depending on other people, going back to God, going back to God. And I can't do it any other way as an addict other than making sure that, the, the you know, I've remained abstinent and keep working the steps. I can't analyze. I can't, I have not found in my experience any other solution that works other than what's in here. I found things that are also helpful, but they're not they're not a solution for me. And I'm just really grateful, you know, really grateful that I don't have to fly blind. I don't have to do that. I'm still going to struggle and life is going to, it's going to life all over me and it's going to happen. Um, this, um, this book and design for living doesn't mean, you know, rainbows and unicorns, but it does mean that there's going to be a constant and that I have access to, to God and, um, access to a life that is way better than anything. I'm just so grateful that um, that I. I am pleased. Oh, I'm just so grateful that I passed. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much, Sam S. Okay, and so um, we do have time for three or four more. Uh, Darian K. Share. Darian Loretta K. Kathy S. Loretta Kathy H. S. Janice S. Golda H. There's probably not enough time. But. Okay, there was someone. Um, I'm sorry, I had a hard time writing those names down. Darian K. was the first one. Uh, Loretta H. or S. Um, was it Kathy? Was there a Kathy? Yes, Kathy S. Kathy S. And then I heard someone before Golda, but I did not get it down. Okay, let's go with Darian K. Followed by Loretta H. And then uh, Kathy S. And Golda. Hopefully, we'll have time for you all. Go ahead, Darian. Star one. Hi there. I got muted again. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. So, um, oh, so good to hear everybody. And, um, boy, I just think, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even have to press star zero to know there's over 400 people on the line. So there's four times as many just in this one little 7 a.m. meeting. It's just um, such a blessing and a miracle. Um, and I'm sure... Um, the people that started this meeting, was it nine years maybe ago, did not even uh, perceive or, or, or dream that there would be so many um, people following uh, their wonderful lead and, um, you know, and joining us on this, uh, this journey of recovery. So um, that's, that's just huge, just when I think about the, the greatness of um, maybe one person starting a meeting or getting getting people going. Um, you know, and I also shared, um, I had a really good conversation with, a, with my dearest oldest friend is a doctor. She's an OBGYN, and we talked about um, the obesity in the world and how many of her patients just come in well over two or 300 pounds, one and a half babies, or um, having situations, you know, with their uh, health, and she's just so frustrated. And I said, you know, Tracy, give them my name, please give them my name. And she said, really? And I said, yes, give them my name. Um, you know, tell them they can call me and also tell them about 
our, our website, OA.org, because people don't know. And I said, so many doctors don't know. And she said, you know what, Darian, you're right. A lot of doctors don't know about OA, which still blows my mind. Um, they know about AA, many, many of them, but not the OA piece. So, you know, if I can just carry that message, plant the seed, and that's what I said, you know, someone calls and I can plant the seed, that's my job. That is my job. And when I hung up the phone, I felt like my heart was like racing with excitement, you know, sort of like that opening the best present ever on Christmas morning or something. Um, it just it felt that same way, like, oh, you know, I just passed on the beautiful gift that I have today. Um, and you know what? It guarantees me um, another day because I'm, you know, doing what I'm, I'm supposed to do, carrying that message of recovery one day at a time. So um, that's really all I have. And thank you so much for being out there. Thank you, Darian. Loretta H., you're up, followed by Kathy S. Thank you very much, Katie. This is Loretta H., recovered in Raleigh, North Carolina. And thank you, everyone, for your shares and saving my life today. I'm so grateful to be here this morning. Uh, I love the idea of the blind leading the blind. When I first came into the rooms a long time ago, um, we didn't have texting or anything. And I used to call my food in every single day to my sponsor. And her husband used to say, the blind leading the blind. You know, and it's so true because, um, you know, our uniqueness in this program is that I have this disease that only another person with this disease understands. And so um, it is, you know, it's, it is unique. And it was, like it says, fledging society. I'm always a beginner. I wake up a beginner, you know, as a compulsive overeater when I have to face my addiction three times a day, I have to use that set-aside prayer. And as other people have shared, I am neutral, very neutral around the food. But, you know, my disease is um, progressive, especially around my emotions. And uh, I have uh, an addiction, especially I go both ways, that the other way sometimes comes in, especially when there's um, a very hard emotion that I'm going through. And so I need this program more than ever today. Um, and that uniqueness of my sponsor, that uniqueness of other fellows in this program that have gone through the same experience is the only thing I and my God that I can identify in with. And that's why this book and these steps and the work is so important because every single day I need that set-aside prayer. This reminds me, I am so blind. And I'm so grateful today that I can put on that new pair of glasses. But sometimes I can only put it on for 24 hours because of my, you know, I still have this disease. I'm never, ever cured. And so I'm so grateful that we have this book. I love this book. I can identify in. In fact, I'm in both programs also. And I identify in more with the food with this program than I ever did with the other substance. And that's why I, this book is divinely inspired and divine people with God's face work it with me. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. And Kathy S., you're up, followed by Golda. And if you could each please take two minutes.
That would be great. Thanks, Katie. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. And um, just what stands out for me in this paragraph was in the first line, just struggling groups thought <laughs> and um, taking it out of context and putting it into um, my experience. This is where I struggled with my thoughts. And it always gets me into trouble because my problem is I have a strong fear about wasting time and effort and money and so I want to have everything figured out. I, I, I don't like flying blind. It's scary. And it just seems, it seems reckless to me. But the truth is, is I need to learn and I have learned from um, these, these people that where the flying blind period ended, you know, they, that's where faith came in. They began, they trusted in a higher power. And I need to do that same thing and just go with it. Let go of the outcomes. The flying blind period has actually ended. I have a God. I have a higher power that is guiding me. And I just need to believe that where I'm at, what I'm doing is exactly what I need to be doing. Nothing ever gets wasted in God's economy. And, and it's just a miracle. And it started with just following these steps, going blind, just being like, you know what? It seems to work for everybody else. I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm still in shock at how how much my life has changed and and you know I've been I've been upset lately because I'm working on some things and and, and even meeting with new sponsees and I want to know is this going to be successful am I going down the right path and, and the message this morning is so clear just go with it you know trust yeah, trust God I mean the flying blind period is over and and it's okay. Everything's going to be just fine. So thank you for letting me share. And with that, I pass. Hello? Yeah. Um, hi, this is Golda. I just was unmuted. I didn't know if you said my name. Yes. Um, no, go I, ahead, please. I'm sorry. Someone called me, and I was trying to get back to my normal phone. Oh, go ahead, please. You have, okay. you have, a, you have one yeah. minute, okay? One minute, you said? Okay. Yes, please. Great. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. I'm also not sure if I've even spoken in the last three days, so I have to start keeping track. Um, but I just want to say what really jumped out at me in this paragraph was the word struggling and unique. Um, and again, taking it at it. I mean, on the one hand, I mean, I so know about struggling with my feeling that I'm different. I'm unique. You guys don't understand me. The rules don't apply. The 12 steps don't apply to me. I'm just different. And that's how I stay in my disease. But on the other hand, when I, I've been working the steps, really, really working the steps and growing in humility. And when I do that, I do, I am a unique, like we each are a unique combination. You know, once I have recovery, my personality is unique, you know, because I'm not in my illness. The illness is not unique. It's like the same old, same old. And uh, anyway, I'm really struggling with needing more sleep today. And um what I was going to say is that it sounds like it's now time. Uh, it means to me, it's now time to take responsibility. It's just time to take responsibility and stop flying blind because 
I can, I do know the tools and I do know the steps. So when I'm in certain situations like not getting enough sleep or not putting first things first, God or an angel taps me on my shoulder and says, Goldie, you know better. Surrender. Surrender to the next right thing. And, um, and use your thanks and use your experience, strength, and hope and stop flying blind. Thank you for letting me share. Okay. Thank you, Golda. And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. And the share ID for today, March 4th, 2022, 7 a.m. meeting is 18,634, 18634. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the <coughs> serenity prayer. Well, Janice PM, please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Certainly. Thank you, Katie. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. Of course, we can't do this if we don't have a, you know, Look, at I have the wrong page. But anyway, the answers will come if our own house is in order. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass. Um, for you and countless others, this is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past and give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then, pass.